most foreigners, you'll want to go to, you know, clinic, which caters some to foreigners. Because sometimes the local hospitals, the local clinics can be quite difficult. It really depends, again, upon where you live. And if you're living in a third world country, this can especially be true. Hi, this is Anita, the Global Trade Gal. You know, today I want to talk a little bit about the realities of living and working overseas. And when I was recently home in the United States, I heard several people talking about, oh, I want to go live overseas, and oh, isn't that great, and oh, life is so wonderful. So today I want to talk a little bit about the realities. I have spent all my life living and working overseas. So there are some realities which I believe that I understand. First of all, I want to talk about it can sometimes be lonely. And if you are somebody who has a great support network in your home or you're somebody who you know you have a lot of friends and so you know you 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 kind of have a hard time making friends you might go overseas and find it's kind of a bit lonely i think you know during covid many of us began to discover this because suddenly we were stuck in our homes i mean you know for there were several people that couldn't get out of their homes you know here in vietnam for like months at a time and I know that I was one of those people where really for months on a time, I couldn't get out. I actually happened to be really busy. So each day was extremely busy and I had things to do. So it was fine for me. But there were a lot of people that really, really had a hard time with it. I actually ended up doing well because I'm kind of a little bit used to that maybe sometimes. You know, the um, expat communities that you'll be in, like most people that come from somewhere, they kind of get an expat community. They get to know people from their own home countries. You know, it, it can be great, it can be wonderful, you can meet some great friends, but they can always be changing. You know, there could be times where maybe you have tons of friends and then all of a sudden all your friends leave and there you are, you're left without any friends. And it could be maybe another year or two years before somebody else comes in who you feel like you could be friends with. You know, the expat community will always be changing. So that's part of it which is great and it's also a part of it which can become hard. It's, it's great when you have these friends that you meet and you become really close to them and it becomes hard when you don't. So there can be two sides to this, um, this you know, ever-changing type of community. And maybe you think, well, it doesn't really matter. I could be you know, friends with everybody locally. Yeah, that's true. But most people at some point, you know, they want to have somebody from home, somebody they feel at home with, someone they can speak their own language with, someone who understands their food, someone who understands where they're coming from. You know, there's many things you know, overseas that you will just pay more for. I'm so surprised when you talk to people back in the States, they're just like, oh, you know, your life must be so cheap over there. And I always say to them, you know, yeah, not really. I mean, things, some things can actually be expensive. I, you know, I love it when I go into Costco or, or even to Walmart or, or Target when I'm home in the States. I'm just like, oh, you know, this is so cheap. This is so cheap because I know the price that I pay. You know, when I'm, when I'm overseas here, I always say to many people, I say, yeah, you know, but a box of cereal here can cost sometimes seven bucks. They're like, seven bucks for a box of cereal. And I'm thinking like, yeah, and that's not even the big size. That's just like a regular size. Yeah, so certain things, if there are certain things that you like, and, and not that I really like cereal, but I just use it as a point. But, you know, if there's certain things that you like, you know, sometimes they can be very expensive and you could pay two, three, maybe even four times the cost that you would pay or other times you just can't even find it. Like, 
you know, you want to be able to buy it, but you know, where do you buy it? Or, or if you buy it, are you sure if you're even getting the real item? You know, that's true for like a lot of Apple products here. Yeah, you know, you're gonna you're gonna pay a bit more for Apple, but then if you buy Apple from the wrong store, maybe it's not a real Apple product. Maybe it's a fake Apple product. You know, because actually here in Vietnam we don't yet have an Apple store. You know, so there can be lots of things like that where. You know, you know, things can just be either more expensive or can be different. It can be harder to find. Um, you know, I, I find this is a funny thing to, to talk about not being able to find here, but it was dental floss. I have a special type of dental floss that I need and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I tried to import it and the government would not allow me to import it because it was considered to be a medical type of, you know, equipment or device. And I'm like, Dental floss? I mean, it's just a piece of string, but oh no, I couldn't, I couldn't get dental floss here. So there are things here that, you know, can become very difficult for you to be able to, to import. One of the great things about living overseas is you get to experience new culture. You get to experience new places. You, you know, you, um, it can be great. You can try new food. You can get to know people. You can, you know, just, it can really become a wonderful place to be able to, to, you know, just experience new things. And if you enjoy stuff like that, then it can become a great experience. If you have a hard time with that, it can become more difficult. Sometimes, you know, in some parts of the world, the internet and other services may not always work. You know, you might find that, oh, you know, the, there's a blackout, an electrical blackout, where suddenly, you know, for 10 hours in a day, you don't have electricity. Or maybe something happens with the internet or maybe the roads outside your house are flooded so you can't get outside your house or you know if you're you know in a country which is constantly you know building things you might find feel like you're living on a construction site because you know the house next to you has been torn down you know the house in front of you has been torn down they're you know re rebuilding the street in front of you and you might feel like you're really living on some type of construction project you know medical care may not be the same as you get at home you know, and in fact, you know, it could be, you know, much more expensive. You, you know, you probably will, you know, be like most foreigners. You'll want to go to, you know, clinic, which caters some to foreigners. Because sometimes the local hospitals, the local clinics can be quite difficult. It really depends, again, upon where you live. And if you're living in a third world country, this can especially be true. The other thing which most people may not realize is you may not have the same rights as you would have if you were at home. And this, you know, might surprise a lot of people. They think, well, don't you have the same rights? No, I mean, you may not have the right to be able to do something like to be able to own land, you know, where, you know, you're a foreigner, you can, you cannot own land. So you cannot buy a house or buy property. You always have to rent and pay, you know, quite a bit more for rental. Um, you're going to have to figure out, you know, legally how you can stay there. Are you going to, you know, what's your visa going to look like? What's your working permit going to look like? What are some of the other, you know, aspects of it going to look like? Because those are all things that you're going to have to look at. Same thing if somebody decides they want to live in America, they have to figure out how can they stay in America. When you go and you live and work in a foreign country, you need to be able to figure those things out too. Of course, if you're working for a company, they'll usually figure out all those little details for you. They'll help you find a place to stay. They'll make sure you're legal and being able to stay there. 
But if you're not, if you're going you know, on it on your own, you're gonna have to figure out all of those things on your own. You know, so you know, living and working overseas is a great thing and I recommend it for, if you have the opportunity, if you love culture, you love the world, then you know, this is a great thing to be able to do is to go into live and work overseas. But if you're someone who's not quite sure or you're a little nervous about being overseas, it may not be right for you and that is okay. But most people that are involved in the global supply chain will either at some point in their, their career you know, be traveling overseas to look at products that are overseas or they you know, will be attending trade shows or they may even be relocating overseas. And one of the big downfalls which I have seen throughout my career of living overseas is many times you have a husband who loves to be overseas and he thrives overseas but his wife cannot. Or they have a child who might have a special needs or a child that, that may you know, be in need of some, you know, some kind of special medical care or, or some kind of special education. And those things overseas sometimes can be extremely difficult to find. In fact, in many of the school systems overseas, they may not at all cater to any children with any type of special needs, or you may find that you just don't have the doctors to help you with any type of special medical needs that you might have. So those are some of the, you know, the realities of living and working overseas and things that you need to consider if you are going to live and work overseas. If you'd like to um, find out more about this, we do have a blog about this entitled Realities of Living and Working Overseas, where I go through some of, the, some of these points and give some additional information. We'll put the link below. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our, our podcast. And if you have you know, any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. We'd like to thank um, our crew for helping to make this possible, especially Rico for helping to put this together. And thank you so much for being a part of the Global Trade Gal.